Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes for today's episode. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 12 and our first of 2021. Our guest today is pop singer-songwriter Keita Alexander. She had an absolutely stellar 2020, releasing three great singles, including the song Can't Help Myself. In today's episode, we talk about the power of honesty in songwriting, new music for 2021, and wanting to collaborate with Kid Leroy. Here we go. Our guest today has been writing music since she was in her teens and has found success with songs like Hotel, Between You and I, and her smash single from last year, Can't Help Myself. She's releasing more music as we enter into 2021. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Keita Alexander. Hi. Thanks for having me. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> um, absolute pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I just wanted to say congratulations on such a great 2020 for you. Thank Three you. massive singles um, from yourself, Against the Water, I Miss You, I'm Sorry, and, and Can't Help Myself. All three have been huge hits. Thank you. Aside from the obvious of, of COVID-19, how have you felt the year has been for you? Um, I think I've really quite enjoyed this year. Um, you know, it's obviously come with a lot of crazy times for everyone, but I've really tried to focus on the positives and make the best out of um, make the best out of COVID, I suppose. So, uh, you know, releasing after against the water, releasing I miss you. I'm sorry during the thick of it all, I was a bit hesitant. I was like, oh, you know, is, are people even listening to music or the radio? But, um, yeah, releasing that and seeing the response it had made me more confident than to release Can't Help Myself. And and I'm, I'm glad I did release the last two singles um, because, you know, it gave me a bit of, uh, I don't know, it, just, it made me feel great knowing that other people um, could resonate with my music in such a, weird weird time so you know it hasn't been easy for everyone so a little bit of light and upbeat music (laughs) (laughs) I agree I agree I think some um some great upbeat pop music really helped people get through some tough times this year that's it that's the single can't help myself has has really resonated with quite a few people and and it's quite a, a hit song um I heard that the song itself you started writing with Dan Hume a number of years ago and then revisited again uh, this year. What was the process of, I guess, songwriting over a few years like? I really like it. Um, I I suppose, you know, I'm, I think I'm the kind of artist that when I've come up with a good idea, you know, even five years ago, 
if that resonates with me this many years later, I'm, it's, I don't know, like I, I feel like it's going to be a, hopefully a bit of a timeless one that I can release. So um, I've always felt I wanted to finish it and it just happened to be that we had the time between Dan and I this year to finish it. So, um, you know, a lot of, quite a few lyrics got reworked, the meaning of the song got reworked, but um, the melodies in the verse and the chorus were, you know, stayed quite similar to what we wrote five years ago. Um, And I've still got a few songs that are past ideas that I feel really certain that I want to release still, you know, put a bit more effort into and finish them off and get them out there. Um, So, yeah, I quite like the, (laughs) the process. It's almost as if I have this idea and I can't, I struggled to write new music until that one's completely finished or those ones are completely finished. So it was nice to have this see the light of day finally. (laughs) When you do revisit a song after previously having worked on it for such a long time and then allowing it to have that time in between and then the break, Mm. when you do revisit it, what stands out as a quality in a song to make it worth revisiting um, for you to go back and um, work on it again, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, for me, I know a song um, is <laughs> like great in my repertoire if I enjoy listening to it. Uh, so there's, I've written a ton, a ton of music, and I don't have any desire <laughs> to listen to probably about three quarters of it. <laughs> so um, I'm not just going to pick up a random song out of those three quarter, you know, the three quarter bunch that I'm talking about and try and make it work. I think if it doesn't have something that I'm resonating with straight away, then there's no point. I'll just come up, I'll just keep trying to write new music. But um, for me, I've got to be, I've got to love listening to my my song for it to be released. <laughs> That's 100% fair. You're the one that has to um, be performing and hearing and essentially living with this song. Yeah. So uh, I think you have to be able to enjoy it yourself. Yeah, I think, I think it, though, it can be different with a lot of artists. It's really hard for them to listen to their own music or... Um, et cetera. But for me, you know, a few of my earlier songs, um, I probably weren't, I wasn't absolutely in love with or, but, um, my team loved. So it was those ones I struggled <laughs> to cause I wasn't head over heels for some of them. But, um, yeah, recently it's all been music that I've, yeah, I, I'll put on and I'll walk down the street too, which I don't want to sound too self-indulged, <laughs> but <laughs> I've got, yeah, if I can enjoy it. I think others will too. <laughs> no, I think that's very fair. Again, you're the one who has to be uh, living and growing with this song. So I think you have to have the ability to enjoy it as well. Mm. Um, that's it. Yeah. As you just mentioned, you have been writing for the last six or seven years and mm. you are still only to my understanding, I'm going to say 24? Yes, 24 I am. <laughs> um, that's quite a, a long time that you've been writing and, and working on music when you started as a teenager, was it always something that you wanted to to do in, in like being a, a songwriter or a performer? Um, it's not something that I thought as a kid thought I would specifically do. I was always creative. I always loved music, art and drama at school. I knew I was going to do something creative, but music kind of fell into my lap a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, this must be the one <laughs> that I should follow. So, um, yeah, I always sang and I always not always was writing music, but music was probably the, the one that I was most talented. 
uh, <laughs> between drama and art and painting, whatever. But yeah, so it it kind of fell into my lap a little bit, and I just followed what I don't know the universe was laying down for me at that time, and it was all. Uh, I don't want to say quite easy because I know I've worked really hard, you know, to be the musician I am, but um, I don't feel like I hit too many roadblocks in my journey to being where I am now, um, which which feels good. <laughs> With having a career like that and, as you said, not having too many roadblocks, do you think it's something that if you, um, if you had have encountered uh, – any issues or roadblocks along the way that maybe it wouldn't have been followed through or that I guess, was there any other plan if, if that um, kind of makes sense? Um, yeah, not you mean. And now I'm looking back at it. Like I had, I have had quite a few things that could have stopped me in the truck, in my tracks. Um, but I don't know. It's always kind of worked out in the end. So whether or not that's been, me pushing for it or my team falling into place or just other, yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose maybe if I didn't get the feedback from managers or labels or, you know, saying that they liked my music and wanted to sign me, I think that would have been a real struggle for me. I would have been like, Oh, maybe this isn't my path. Um, yeah. I've never really thought about what if, <laughs> if there were more roadblocks. Um, I might have probably explored other options. I've always been, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've always been one to not not push too hard for something. Like, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then also, I don't know, I work hard. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe I haven't thought about it enough. <laughs> I think it's the thing where if like, you know that you've worked hard, but if it also comes easily to you, um, I think that that is a good thing. You know, you're doing the right thing. You know that like, um, you're in the right spot. Yeah. I'm on the right track. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I did want to discuss your songwriting style as quite a few of your singles have some really honest and introspective lyrics in pop music these days. It's, um, it's not necessarily, I guess it is common, uh, it's, sometimes it's here and there, but I feel like really raw lyrical content isn't as commonly found in pop in 2020 and 2021. Mm. Um, I was wondering if, and, and with your permission, we could talk about Against the Water. It was a single that you released early in 2020 and, and was based on quite a real and um, I imagine quite traumatic experience. Mm. Again, if you're okay and willing to talk about it, yeah. are you able to talk to us about what the song was based on and I guess then how you came to the point where you were able to feel comfortable in turning it into a song or or talking about it. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, Against the Water and and my single Hotel are two very um, special songs to me because they really go into personal moments in my life. Hotel was about um, me losing my sister at a young age and Against the Water is about um, my now husband and the head injury, traumatic brain injury he suffered and our relationship and through that. And, um, I, it was actually quite recent, the incident, his accident, and then um, between me writing the, the song. It was actually my last session in London before I decided to kind of put music on a bit of a hold or pause to go back and help look after him because he wasn't doing so well. Um, and yeah, I, that one for hotel, it's 
Hotel and Against Water are quite different. Hotel, I probably wrote 20 different versions of what I said in Hotel and that one took me a long time to get to the, to the song of Hotel and um, the right, you know, you know, the right lyrics and where they were supposed to go and everything like that. That took me a while to get to Hotel. But Against the Water, I suppose maybe because it was such a fresh... Um, feeling within me and accident, it came very easily. Um, like I was still living it and in the moment. Um, so, yeah, I went into this session and um, that my the produ- my producer and co-songwriter, um, he had a little bit of a melody idea and I'd been journaling about the accident because that's just how I <laughs> process things and I put some of the lyrics into this, um, this little melody that he had and then we just expanded on it and I, I just knew I had to write about it that day and it all came really easily. There was no real finishing off the song afterwards that session. Like the lyrics, the melodies, they were all there um, and it just came out of me. So, um, yeah, it was just a really different process but such a special one to me and my husband as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Do you um do you find that when you're able to write songs about situations or events like this that um is there any point where it's kind of cathartic and it helps to be able to you're able to process it maybe not exactly mm. move on from it but it, but it helps if, uh, yeah yeah hundred percent yeah it's it's completely therapeutic for me and with hotel that like you know, I said it took me quite a few songs to get to that stage. Once I did Hotel and I was like, this is the song, this is what I've been trying to say, it actually really helped me um, feel a bit of closure around the death of my sister. It felt like I felt, I don't know, yeah, just that a bit more closure around that whole um, part of my life. And um, with Against the Water, it's interesting because I wrote the song so close to the accident um, which was therapeutic at the time, but then it wasn't until Owen had actually completely recovered from the head injury that we released the song. So that, you know, I had the song there, but we were working on it production-wise for a, a few, a couple of years. And once we released it, it was it, I had the same feeling again. I was like, oh, this feels so good to get it out. Um, and it felt, yeah, the, I felt closure again about the about that time of my life. So the whole process, it's, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, writing a song is one thing, but seeing it go through from, you know, basic song form to, um, recording and then production and mastering it and releasing it, the releasing it of it has such a big part in the therapy for me. (laughs) It's like, okay, it's like, this is finished. Here you go. This is the complete version. (laughs) I don't know why, but yeah, I definitely love writing about moments in my life. It's, yeah, it's one of the best forms of therapy. (laughs) What was the reaction like from your husband when, um, when you played him the song and he was able to listen to it? Um, yeah, he was, it's hard to think back. It was so long ago when I first heard it to him, but um, he could have cried. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to think he cried, but uh, no, he was, he's just, he's so proud of me and everything I write and he's such, he's my number one fan. So um, releasing, you know, he's been my muse for quite a few years now and I think he's used to it and, um, you know, 
he knows when a song's about him and against the water was so obvious. And um, I think it for him though, if the song was released uh, any earlier than it was, I don't know if it would have been the right moment for him. So that was like I, we had to, he had to be okay with me releasing it when I did, and he felt like he'd recovered enough for that to be released into the world, and because it's his story as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, mm. Obviously, with Hotel and Against the Water, they're very personal and um and about people within your inner circle. Mm. Have you ever written a song about someone um, maybe not as close, no, yeah, not as close to you, and um, there's been any repercussions or, or any any thought of, oh, do I release this? Do I not release this? <laughs> you know what? No, I've never actually written a song about, you know, a friend's situation really. Um, it's always been... I don't know, either made up or maybe inspired by, but never really, I suppose I've never lived those people's situations and my friends or whatever. So it's, I find it hard to tap into that. Um, so if I am writing a song, that's a bit of a. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I don't know, not from personal experience, then it never it never really hits the note with anyone that I play it to, which is funny. But I don't know. I think any good songwriter, whether you're writing for Justin Bieber or whoever, you've got to write from a place of personal experience because that's what you know and that's what you can express. Um, and then, you know, just because we're talking about, I mentioned Justin, you know, if he's listening to a bunch of songs, you know, wanting to choose one, he'll choose the one that he connects with. But that's, I don't know. I just feel like the songs that people connect with, they have to come from a really personal place from the songwriter. So, um, yeah, it's just unfortunate for my <laughs> close immediate family and friends that I've had <laughs> many things with. And because I'm the songwriter, I don't know. <laughs> That's for me anyway. I think I've really set the tone for my music as being quite honest and, um, yeah, open about my life through my songs. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, I think that's why these songs are resonating mm. or have, have resonated uh, because people recognise a, a similar emotion or, or yeah. um, a story in it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I could truthfully write about that if I hadn't lived it myself. So, Yeah, definitely. One of the other songs you released this year was I Miss You, I'm Sorry. 
it's also an honest song, but from a more maybe um, repentant um, perspective, mm. was it a difficult song to write in terms of uh, writing this apology, but also trying to keep the mood and the vibe quite poppy? <laughs> um, no, again, it was, you know, personal experience. So that came, it was another song that came really easily and quickly at the time. Um, but I love when pop music has another layer to it. It's not just the light, fluffy, um, feel good sound that you hear um, once you really dig into the lyrics. I don't know. I, I really like doing that. So um, it just became what it became. There was no like, okay, I want to write an upbeat song, but with dark lyrics, it just, yeah, it just became that. <laughs> I do love doing it as well. <laughs> So maybe that was more subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, it um it does add another layer with songs like that, and it's always fun to be able to to like listen, uh, yeah. and and I guess attempt to work out the real meaning behind it. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I feel like I've had that with quite a few songs where I've been obsessed with them and the feel good feeling that they give me immediately, and then once I do dive into, it, I'm like, oh god, this just took on a whole another meaning for me. So, um, yeah. I like that. It's like I'm wrapping a present. <laughs> <laughs> With the three singles that have come out this year, can we expect more music next year, like possibly a, um, a full length yeah. in 2021? Yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, definitely new music at the top of the next year. And um, I don't know so much about album, but maybe a longer EP. I'm not, yeah, we'll see. But definitely new music and um, still working on stuff even through this year so uh it's exciting because they're the next probably two singles are songs again that I've revisited this year so that's been really special for me and I think I really need to get these music out so I can open up a new place within me to write new music <laughs> in terms of releasing new music do you find now in 2021 that there's um there's no real set handbook for for how to release music like it the um, record companies, I, I think, used to follow a format of like single, single album mm. and then a new single, new single and a second album. Yeah. With Spotify and streaming now, do you think that artists can kind of follow any release format that they choose or that they'd like? Yeah, I definitely, I, you know, albums aren't such a big deal anymore. I think it's more for the artist um, to have that body of work. I'm, I was really set on an album for so long and now... I, I don't know, I'm really appreciating singles and people, allowing people to kind of create their own album of the songs you release. So, you know, their little playlist of their favourites. Um, yeah, I think there's no pressure anymore to, like you said, have that format. And also times have just changed so much with touring. So single and touring is not really a thing. It's just, here's my music. I hope you enjoy it. And it's really the only way right now is releasing. So um, I feel like we, we, I adapted this year and um, probably if COVID didn't happen, we were looking at an album at the top of this year, but now it's just, I'm happy just releasing singles and seeing how it goes. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know. It's been really thrilling for me. Yeah, that's fair. With performing kind of derailed by COVID um, early last year, um, is there any aspect in particular you're looking forward to when live shows are back properly and you're able to get back out there? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually really looking forward to putting a tour together and 
doing it again because I was just getting back in the swing of touring and when it all stopped and I'd, I was really enjoying it. So um, that was a bit of a bummer for me, but knowing that it will come back eventually and um, financially, you know, it'll be, it'll be able to happen financially for the band and I soon, no, rather than later in Australia, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, but yeah. I am looking forward to that. Just when is the, is the question. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Mm. Um, Keita, Alexander, are you happy to talk about your playlist? Yeah, sure. Now you've included two Taylor Swift songs um, on the playlist, <laughs> both from her fantastic folklore record from 2020. Yeah. Now, do you prefer folky Taylor or do you think that she can kind of do both at this point and then jump between... Uh, pop and folk Taylor? Um, I, look, I was a Taylor fan when I was a kid of a, you know, when she first did Love Story, but I was never a huge fan of the pop music when she did the 1989 stuff and the albums after that. And this was the first album that I thought, wow, she's an incredible artist and songwriter. And I knew she was a songwriter and she's very talented in creating her songs, but I was never... I never really appreciated it, but until this album came, I was pretty obsessed with this album this year, um, which I'm not ashamed to admit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't listened to her new one, but I I don't know. I think she's at a place where her fans will digest anything, but she's really opened herself up to be, I don't know, really credible in my eyes like she's can do it all she really can do it all um yeah it's it was really inspiring to see it I think could you ever see yourself doing a uh pulling a Taylor Swift and, and maybe doing a bit more of a, a folk <laughs> orientated record uh, maybe later down the line or something I've never thought about it <laughs> but I don't know I it's thinking about it now I can't really see myself doing it. Um, I think I started out there when I was younger. Um, but I love the production side of things. I love creating, adding to a song and, um, yeah, really bringing it to life. Like all my songs really do start as, I don't know, writing. I love to do it um, with guitar and voice or piano and voice and have a strong song before we do add production but production for me and adding and it looks vocal has production but I'm, I'm talking like bigger sounds um I really get a kick out of doing that so right now I can't see myself doing anything else um yeah maybe one day <laughs> earlier in this conversation we did touch on one Justin Bieber who also makes a few appearances mm. in your playlist mm. recently Justin has been churning out collaborations uh, with guests with guest features sorry uh people like chance the rapper and and quavo from migos is there anyone that you'd love to to have feature on a on a kid alexander song oh god i would actually there is a song that i've got that i don't think is strong enough to stand alone but it would be sick with a rapper on it and i've i'm thinking now Kid Leroy would be so fucking sick, but I didn't, you know, he's so huge. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever get, ask him. <laughs> um, 
and I've got one of his tracks on, I've only really discovered him this year. I don't know when he started releasing music, to be honest, but, um, yeah, I've, do you know? <laughs> I think, um, I think that, uh, and I'm probably so wrong on this, um, I think he's only been releasing music since about 2019. Um, again, could be very wrong. I know that he has only blown up this year, though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. could I'm be very wrong late. on that. <laughs> yeah, right, so I'm not too late to the party. <laughs> um, there's a few, yeah, there's a few little, oh, not little, but there's a guy in the UK. Um, oh, my God, my brain just fully blanked. Uh, Coltrane, um, that I thought would be cool. There's, yeah, I would love to do a collaboration with specifically more of like a hip hop artist. Yeah. I've never been huge into it, but um, I definitely appreciate that. I don't know. This year, I've definitely appreciate it. My my playlist this year and my um my inspiration from this year has really really changed. It's usually been. Old, older music yeah. um, from the 70s and 80s, and now I'm finding so much inspiration from today's music, which has been a fun change for me. Did you find yourself, obviously with a lot more time on, on our hands this year, did you find yourself mm. taking in more music than normal? No, I really didn't. I, I actually really struggled finding songs that I liked this year, um, maybe because my genre tastes had changed. I don't know what it was because a lot of new music has come out this year. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't digesting heaps. I was just really selective and I'd actually probably turn the radio off more than I'd listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, very understandable. Keita, were there any yeah. other songs that stood out from your playlist that you were really kind of, I guess, really loved this year? Um... Well, I suppose, like, the Claro songs on there. Um, again, an artist I've only re- really gotten into this year. Her production has been quite inspiring to me. Um, so that's been more production sense than songwriting. I think Taylor Swift's songwriting of this record inspired me in her lyrics. Um, and then what else? The Lonely Song by Justin was just, um, I don't know, it made me feel for him. I was like, oh, you poor guy. <laughs> that was, I don't know, it wasn't like a, I could re- resonate personally with the lyrics, but it really gave an insight into his life, you know, whether he had a say in writing it or not. Um, someone did a really good job at that song. And, <laughs> yeah, I think, and then obviously Lana's Let Me Love You Like a Woman it's just so beautiful. She, she's just on such a roll right now. And I think people are loving her direction. So that's given me, I don't know. Lana's music has always just really inspired me that she does what she wants to do and people love her for it. So, and she, she just sticks through to that. You know, she could go after her first record, she could have gone really pop and, um, but I think she's a really true artist. She seems to, um, not to copy exactly what you said, but mm. does seem to be, yeah, true artist, like doesn't really play into those trends and, and doesn't follow them. Um, will re- like will release a poetry book in the middle of records and just doesn't care. Yeah. It's kind of, um, yeah, she kind of does what she wants. She's, she's an artist. Exactly. And she doesn't conform to the trend. Yeah. It's, um, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Keita, thank you very much for your time today. And thank you so much for being on the show. We, uh, we really do appreciate it. It was a great chat. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Keita Alexander for her time today. Her single, Can't Help Myself, along with the rest of her catalogue, is available on all streaming platforms. We also want to give a huge shout out to Emily at Warner Music Australia for helping with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of Keita's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are available. We release new shows each Thursday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, cheers.